0: Welcome to the aftermath episode three. I'm your host, CJ, with my colleagues Grant and Christopher. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing pretty good, man. It's a tough times going on outside, but we're gonna try to give people some kind of closure and some kind of peace going on in the world right now. How are you doing, Chris?
2: I'm doing great, CJ, man. I'm just excited to be here and excited to uh talk
0: about everything that may not even things that have to do with sports. Exactly. Speaking on the things going on outside of sports, I know we all come here to try to get away from sports as an escape, but it's kind of hard to escape reality when reality is all around us. So um I know me personally, being a person of color, I know it's dangerous going outside every day. And uh, a lot of things have been happening on in the world and people ask for opinions and stance on things. But I think we all in this chat and all in this room that we affiliate with, we're all people that agree with the quality. We believe that everyone is built the same and everyone deserves equal opportunity and, it's sad the things that have, been, that have been transpired over the world for the past week or so, even over hundreds of years. But our prayers and our thoughts go out to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all their families, and all the ones affected by this foolishness going on throughout the country. But as long as we come together as people, stay positive, stay hopeful, and everybody stay prayed up and try to move forward, I think we'll be fine. But um, outside of that, we're going to try to, like we said, keep it about football and try to give people some kind of joy that we can bring to people. And we appreciate everyone listening to us today. Our first topic we were going to talk about was Jamal Charles and his Hall of Fame resume. And I wanted to get your guys thoughts on it. What do you think he has as far as a Hall of Fame uh, occupancy?
1: Yeah, first off, CJ, uh, thank you just for uh, taking the lead there um with your you know your life experiences and everything, I think uh you were the one that was uh most appropriate for to speak on that um in this situation and uh, I just like to say that I know myself um and of course Chris and everybody else is you know just praying for everybody out there that everybody um can stay safe um and that uh you know change occurs so Absolutely. uh and getting into the jamal charles deal um I mean, the stats aren't really there Uh, whenever you go and look at the box score, man. But uh, the guy was a very prolific runner, and there are some things that he did, um, such as his yards per carry, which is the greatest yards per carry average in NFL history. Uh, That stuff cannot be denied. Um, And I know if you go look at some of the advanced analytics, I know a lot of people think that the advanced analytics – are a joke basically um it's it's people say oh just watch the film you know or whatever um but Jamal Charles is at the top basically um there's a whole narrative that running backs don't matter uh you know that's not to be taken literal the point is is that running backs uh simply don't have enough of an impact on the game uh that you should invest heavily into one that that's what that means um, and Jamal Charles is one of the very few, uh, Priest Holmes being one, uh, Marshall Falk being another, that basically exceeds the expectation and is kind of on a different level of running backs over the past 20 years um, and and a little bit before uh, that essentially do matter to the game. And, and they were able to make a significant impact um, on their team, especially Jamal Charles, who obviously played on very average uh, Chiefs teams throughout his career, which is which is unfortunate, but I think his production
0: is telling. No, absolutely. Throughout his career, he definitely had a, an exciting career. Like you said, his yards per carry is undeniable. Stats were amazing. It's just the consistency and overall numbers is kind of hard, and I understand why people are arguments of getting him in. I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Chris, what do you think? Then I'll follow it, up on it.
2: For me, Jamal Charles is just like the what if, you know, because of the ACL injuries and the missed yeah. time. And, like, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it how explosive he was on the field and how much of a game-changer he was, especially on teams to where he was the only thing you had to worry about. You know, he played on the 2014 team where no one caught a uh, touchdown. Uh, no receiver caught a yeah. touchdown. Like, exactly. you had to worry about Jamal Charles. Like, And so that was just – he was he was electric. He had speed, like – Nobody else in the league, and it's just the injuries held him back, unfortunately. And I think that's just going to be his undoing when it comes down to really discussing if he's a Hall of Famer or not.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, overall, his career, he had a pretty good start. I mean, he played 16 games most of his career with the Chiefs. Um, I know he had the 2011 season where he only played two. In 2015, he played five, and then his last season here was 16, and he played three. So overall, other than that, he played 15-plus games every single year. I think overall in his career, he ran for – Seven thousand yards, and I think overall touchdowns he ran for three hundred, and then or not um forty, and then he had for catching he had about what another seventeen. So overall his career, like you said, was explosive. Had a lot of good numbers, some good seasons, but just the consistency that probably won't get him in. But um I know there's there's a lot of people that were comparing him to like Frank Gore and his seasons where he was never arguably the best back in football. But I think all of us can agree, and you can ask a lot of GMs or coaches. During his run and during his prime, he was arguably one of the best weapons, if not the best running back in football. So I think that's undeniable. So us as Chiefs fans, we hope he gets in, but we all know it's a business and they always show a little favoritism depending on guys um, on and off field things they did, which we all knew he was a great person. So definitely room for Jamal, an amazing, great person, even better player. So definitely hope he gets in. I just
2: don't think he has enough. The only other person that you can really compare him to is Terrell Davis as far as like that short – for the only hall of famer there's only 28 running backs and the only one that is you can compare yardage for and kind of service time is terrell davis but you know as well jamal was a couple t- i think was two-time all pro went to a few uh pro bowls you know terrell davis won mvp he won a couple of super bowls you know he he was a three-time all pro he was an he was an offensive player of the year like jamal doesn't quite have those accolades to back up the lack of pro- product productivity so like yeah, I just, you yeah, know, again, like you said, like Chiefs fans, you want to see Jamal in the Hall of Fame. You want to see, it because you know how exciting he was to watch. But, you know, and the only guy that you can compare him to is a two time Super Bowl champ and uh, MVP, and Jamal doesn't have any of that, just, it just doesn't look The outlook does not look good.
0: Yeah, it's tough. The injuries definitely were hard to watch because, such a, like we said, such a dominant player, such explosiveness, such a weapon. Imagine him playing an offense with Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey would have been. Would have been amazing to see. We all would have wished we could have saw it. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a a tough thing, but we're all rooting for Jamal. Um, Our next subject we were going to talk about was contract talk. I know we talked about this on the last episode, but I know we're just going to give you guys some updates, some new ideas, some new thoughts of what's going on. I know they've heard some new rumors on they're working on Pat Mahomes' deal. They're wanting to get it done as soon as possible. Um, I guess we can all give our – Um, two cents on what we think, what the number is going to be, how much, what date, a time frame to get it done. I'd like to see what you guys are thinking. All right. Uh,
1: So I think for – so I I told you all this weeks ago. Um, The deal is that they – basically they said that uh, they haven't discussed a contract with Chris Jones since March. Um, And, you know, I'm inclined to believe – Uh, You know, guys like Schefter and Rappaport um, with that information. uh, They're the ones that put it out there. Um, But here's the deal. Um, When it comes to extending Patrick Mahomes uh, this season, at least, I truly don't believe that they can extend Patrick Mahomes this year um, without doing something with Chris Jones first. Uh, Whether that be a trade, uh, whether they extend him, um, I simply don't think that they can extend Mahomes and eat one-fifth of his signing bonus because they have to prorate the signing bonus immediately. Um, I simply don't believe that they can accomplish that uh, without doing something with Chris Jones. And by what I, what I mean by doing something with Chris Jones is they can trade him, they can free up that $16.1 million. Um, and something that a lot of people might not understand is that if they extend him, they can bring down that $16.1 million. They can give him, say, a, a million dollars in base salary, and then they can give him one-fifth of his signing bonus or one-fourth of his signing bonus, depending on the length of his extension. Um, so say that they give him a $30 million signing bonus, uh, divide that, and he gets a five-year deal. That's six $6 million, um, And then they give him $1.5 million in base salary. That's a $7.5 million cap hit for the twenty twenty season for Chris Jones. Uh this structure is similar to what they did with Frank Clark. Um they gave him a low cap hit in year one and then it progressively got bigger. Uh, of course they've renegotiated and everything like that, so that's you know altered it a little bit, but um that's the general concept. And if they can bring Chris Jones down to say what I just said, the six million plus the one point five million, making it seven point five million, uh that would free up uh um, what is that? Somebody help me with the math. $8.6 million in cap space. Yep.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: so yeah, they free up $8.6 million in cap space on top of the three or four or five or whatever they have available right now. Uh, and with that, I believe that they could make a substantial, uh, offer to Patrick Holmes, uh, a legitimate offer, uh, and eat that eat the one fifth of that, um, that signing bonus uh, in 2020 uh if if their goal is to get both of those guys under contract in 2020 um but i'm i'm not ruling out a trade of chris jones either
2: but so my question is like what if their big thing with chris jones is they kind of wanted to trade him like they didn't just they don't want to have two defensive linemen paid that much hit with him and frank clark but the trading market isn't as strong as they thought it was going to be, so now they're kind of stuck in a pickle. Like I think there's a possibility. Again, this isn't the smartest move, but I think there's a possibility that they're kind of backed into a wall and that they may just want him to play on the uh, on the um, salary or franchise, franchise tag, tag. tag this yep, year, tag which yep. again is wasn't. If that happens, it's not obviously not their first plan, not their ideal plan, but you know seen a lot of times where things don't always go according to plan. Then what does that mean for Patrick Mahomes' contract if they are – no one wants – they don't want to extend Jones. No one is going to give the Chiefs what they think they deserve for Jones, and they kind of stuck with this unhappy player on the franchise tag.
0: No, I had the exact same thoughts. I was thinking that it's kind of similar to what the Cowboys did with Demarcus Lawrence a few years back, that we know Chris Jones is the type of player we know he can be, and we've seen him do it in big moments. But it's just consistency. Obviously, the injuries play a part. Um, not a bad person. We know he's never got any trouble off the field, but agents and front offices use any kind of leverage they can get in these kind of moments, especially during contract talks. So we know that how dominant Chris is. We were having this discussion in our group chat the other day. Is he a top five defensive tackle? I think it's not even a question. He's up there with the Fletcher Cox, the Aaron Donalds, the Jarrell Casey, the Grady Jarrett. He's up there with those guys, but his consistency as far as staying on the field for a whole 16 is definitely going hold to hold it against them. Um, should he be paid like in the league? I absolutely think he should. But like Chris said, I don't think the team wants to have two top 10 highest paid defensive linemen on their team. We already know they're giving Tyron Matthews 16 mil this year. If they tag Chris and he signs it, which he still hasn't done yet, that'll be 16. Tyreek's making 17 this year. We know a pass deal is going to be somewhere around 40 a million. We already know that's going to be something crazy. So um, it's definitely an interesting concept to see. I don't want to see him get traded, but I've definitely wrapped my mind around the thought that it could possibly happen. If they could tag him up this year and then probably trade him next year, that would be an ideal situation if we could possibly make another run, and another championship. But I could definitely see them trying to stick with that tag this year. But if I'm Chris, I definitely would have the thought in the back of my mind that I could possibly be traded and be ready for any option.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, I mean, obviously the possibility that Chris Jones plays on the tag... Um, but the thing is, is I don't believe that Chris Jones can play on the tag and Mahomes can get extended. Uh, so it really makes you question, um, what, what is false? Um, is Chris Jones playing on the tag, a real possibility? And is the fact that, um, are y'all lagging? Hello? No, we're good. No, we're good. Okay. I'm, I'm lagging on my end. Sorry guys. Sorry listeners. Um, Anyway, uh is the fact that Chris Jones is playing on the tag this year, uh, if that is the case, um, are they basically BSing about Mahomes uh you know getting his extension this season? Uh or is it the other way around? Or are, are they you know kind of downplaying the fact that Chris Jones um isn't in contract negotiations and uh the, so Mahomes could get his, his deal this season. Uh, there's missing pieces here and I, I don't quite understand it. I think, you know, the ultimate, uh, truth will come out, you know, obviously by July 15th when Chris Jones, uh, comes down to either him getting his deal or not. Uh, so we'll just have to see on that. Um, what are you guys' uh, thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I just, I just think that, you know, it doesn't quite add up because you're hearing that Chris Jones, Isn't really talking, they're not really talking right now, and then you're hearing that the Patrick Mahomes is the Patrick Mahomes contract negotiations are heating up. So, like, like you said, it's just something, something's not completely right here. Where are they lying to us about what they have in the works? Like, it's just really you got to keep an eye on it. And like, I think I don't know if we're going to find out until we get closer and closer into July 15th, and they're just going to keep kind of telling people what they want to hear is that, Oh, we're getting a deal done for Patrick Mahomes. We're, we're trying to extend them, you know, all this, but Chris Jones, got dropped first. So we'll, we'll
0: see what they what their real intentions with him are. Yeah, I completely agree. I believe that if it, I, in a perfect world, I would like for Chris's deal to get done and then we could probably get past deal done next year, but we all know how teams think the longer you wait, the more money it costs. So in a reality, I think they probably will get Pat Mahomes' deal done and then hopefully um, they can find a way to tag Chris and hopefully they can find him to a, a big contract. But like we just said, the trade is definitely a possibility. We don't want to see it happen, but we're definitely definitely ready for it as well. Um, I'd like to get your guys' thoughts on, as far as speaking of Pat Mahomes' contract, what do you guys think as far as the number? What are we thinking? Years, we can all talk um, per year, salary, over time and the total, and how much the guaranteed money.
1: Yeah, um, I honestly, I I have no idea because the the way that contracts are going now, they're really trending away from five-year deals uh, and anything longer than that. You're you're not seeing those type of deals very often, Um, especially with a player like Patrick Mahomes whose value is going to continue to skyrocket. Um, I posted a prediction um, the other day. It was a five-year deal. I want to say it was uh, $260 million total, which sounds crazy, but I laid out the structure because um, they could theoretically, you know, give Mahomes $40 million next year, uh, eat some of the signing bonus. Obviously they'd have to eat some of that signing bonus this year. Um, But in doing that, in doing that by raising the uh, 2020 and 2021 cap hits significantly, you're going to have to give him a lot more money, um, to get a five-year deal accomplished, um, by, but by getting a five-year deal accomplished, uh, you're able to spread the base salaries. You're able to spread the, the, um, the non-signing bonus money over a longer period of time. Uh, and so basically it was like 20 or it was, it was like $21 million this year, uh, and then like $40 million next year, And then just over $40 million for the remainder of the contract. And I think I want to say it capped out at like $47 million in 2026, which honestly $47 million in 2026 for Patrick Mahomes is going to be an absolute steal. Um, And that's the the type of thing that they're trying to avoid um, by these longer contracts is that they're not going to have to be, you know, massively renegotiated or redone, um, you know, three or four years into the deal. So by giving Mahomes $260 million um, on a five-year extension, yes, it sounds crazy, um, but you prevent having to do something new um, in three years, in my opinion, because $260 million is absurd. That's going to set Mahomes up for the next seven years, no problem.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I like that layout. It, it you know, Like you said, it sounds like a lot, but um, definitely something that they will... You know, try to do the thing that's interesting to me is just with watching Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott because what when their contracts get done, exactly if Mahomes still isn't signed, it's going to go up.
0: But if Mahomes
2: gets signed beforehand, it's going to be a little bit cheaper just because that's the way quarterback contracts work. You always, even if you're not, even if you aren't better than the guy that previously signed, if you're a quarterback worth paying, they're going, you're going to get paid a higher annual salary. And so that's almost what the chiefs are racing against here is, uh, they, the chiefs want to get a deal done before those two guys thought, well, Patrick Mahomes and his team may want to, you know, wait it out a little longer yeah, and knowing exactly. that, Oh, Sean Watson signed for this. Well, I'm going to get this, you know, this amount. So that's just the other storyline in this whole, you know, there's a lot going on in regards to Mahomes and his contract.
0: No. Yeah. That's, I was going to tip back point back on the same thing, Chris. Um, they're definitely Chris's, I mean, uh, Pat's camp is definitely waiting on Deshaun and Dak to see what they do. Um, we all know all three guys should definitely be paid. Um, we know that I know the Chiefs are probably racing to the to the finish line to try to get his deal done as fast as possible. My biggest thing for him, I was just a big question for you guys. Do you guys think his contract will be fully guaranteed? I know he's had the injury with the knee and everything, but we see guys like Kirk Cousins who got a fully guaranteed contract. We know Pat Mahomes is obviously worth it. But do the Chiefs wanna fully commit to him and give him a fully guaranteed contract with the injury that he's had? So, um, I definitely would agree with Grant on the point of him getting a five-year deal. That would be ideal for me. I know teams want to trend towards four, but I would rather him do like a five. I even see some people having dream ideas of him getting a six, which I don't think will happen. But um, a five-year deal, i was my number was like five year I was thinking about 215, about 20 for the first year, and about 38 to 40 for the next three years after that. So um, I definitely agree with that number, Grant. It'll be tough. I know it seems like a big number, and it's kind of scary to people at first, but we all know he's worth it. Um, but getting that number, the lower you can at the back end of it, that contract will be better because we all know by that time he's in his prime right now. Imagine where he's going to be three, four years from now. So um, I know they're definitely waiting to see uh, what the other quarterbacks do, and that's definitely going to be telling. I think that's why we hear so much about these reports talking about they want to get the deal done. They, they don't want to wait till July fifteenth. I don't think it'll get close. Honestly, I think they're going to do it as soon as possible because, like we all agree, as soon as Deshaun and Dak get their contracts done, Pat's agent is going to knock that out the park and ask for the whole whole cow. So. It'll definitely be a, a fun next 30 days to see what happens yeah
1: and uh to answer your question I, I i absolutely do think that there's a chance that this deal is fully guaranteed um they're talking about this deal being historic um, for the NFL uh they're talking about this deal being unprecedented um and for something to be unprecedented uh it has to set itself apart from from everything else that's that's been done. Yes, Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed deal. Obviously, there's nothing more you can do than fully guarantee a deal. Um, but the thing you can do is you can make somebody the first player to ever sign a 200 million dollar contract. You can be the first team to ever play a pay a player um, over 40 million dollars annually. Um, and so there's some things that are are unprecedented, such as those two things um, that could we could see in Patrick Mahomes' deal. I think the fact that I think there's a 100% chance that he gets a $200 million deal. And I I would say that it's uh, probably 50, 50 that it's fully guaranteed. Um, you know, that's risky um, obviously because unfortunately careers take a turn for the worst um, all the time. Just take a look at Todd Gurley. Um, he was on top of the world as a running back and his knee, uh, he had a degenerative knee that you know, really nobody um, thought was an issue whenever he signed that contract. So uh, we saw what happened to him, and you know, obviously, you you hope and pray that that doesn't happen to Patrick Mahomes, but it's always a possibility. Um, but speaking on specifically the injuries that Patrick Mahomes has had, um, they're freak accidents; they're not yeah. soft tissue deals. It's it's not something that you know, it's not it's not a torn ACL. It's not something that could happen over and over again. Um, you see guys that tear their Achilles three times in a career. You see guys that tear both ACLs multiple times. I don't think it's anything like that. He rolled his ankle and aggravated it repeatedly um, just in, in freak, freak, uh you know, getting rolled up on and stuff like that. Like that's not stuff that happens. It, had he not injured it in the first place, those other situations where he aggravated his ankle probably would not have have caused an injury. Um, as for the dislocated kneecap, also a freak accident. Uh, you basically have to bend your knee at the exact, like perfect, perfect way for your kneecap to pop out like that. Um, and I think that, I mean, they basically said that the ligament that's supposed to tear whenever you dislocate your kneecap, Mahomes didn't even tear that. So, um, you know, it's it, the, you know, he's fortunate for that, you know, genetically. So, um, you know, I, I don't expect those things to become an issue. So yes, injuries are a possibility. But if you're speaking on the injuries that Mahomes had last season, I'm personally not worried about him.
2: Yeah, I don't think the injuries are an issue at all. And I what's crazy about the unprecedented contract, if you look at numbers, I, I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan still has the greatest like total value. I think his was like 150 million, and of course Russell Wilson signed the most current deal. He gets paid 35 million a year. Pat is like like normally these things go up, you know, you know. A, incrementally you know one million more a year you know maybe ten thousand more dollars in total value like those are how these contracts normally go and we're looking about Patrick Mahomes getting paid maybe up to a hundred thousand more than any quarterbacks ever been paid in total value up to five six plus uh, million average a year like it's just crazy how much he is going to set the market at court because that's going to be the mark then you know regardless of you know whoever comes after if Wait, once Mahomes gets paid that money, those are the kinds of numbers we're going to start seeing these quarterbacks make. And it's just a crazy thing to think about that kind of money.
0: No, that's definitely true. The next guy is always the best guy is what they say as far as contract talk. So I know I know Dak, if he stays on the tag, which I think he'll get signed as well, he's scheduled to make $31 million this year. And we're all agreeing that Pat's going to blow that out of the water, If especially if he's going to be making annually 39 to $40 million a year so um yeah this is it's going to be a crazy market for the next couple of years especially when they just did the new cba because i know a lot of owners have been fighting for to have a separate cap just for quarterbacks because they think quarterbacks are going to make so much money that the cap is going to keep going up that it's going to be out of control so yeah that pass definitely going to set the market for a lot of guys so i'm sure deshaun and dak and other quarterbacks like Carson and Jared on their next contract are waiting to see what Pat does. Cause this is definitely going to be a, a historic moment for sure for chiefs fans, for our organization, our city, but also for quarterbacks in the NFL. It's going to be a crazy number for sure.
1: And I would, I would like to mention another thing that's, you know, unprecedented. Um, nobody, the, the truth is truthfully um, Lamar Jackson. He had a absolutely fantastic year last year. Um, and you know, as a, as a fan of Lamar Jackson, I I love watching him play. I hope that that carries over into this season, uh, and he's able to have a long, sustained career um, with with that level of success that he had last year. Um, but the difference is is that, truthfully, no one touches Mahomes. Basically. Everybody knows that no one right. touches Mahomes.
2: Basically, favorite yeah. um, yeah, fans yeah they think <laughs> they do um which is a shame because like like you said you had to admit that you were a uh lamar fan which is a shame like that's just how we've been pitted against like you either one or the other why can't i like both exactly quarterbacks better so For sorry, sure. sorry, no, sorry I, to cut you off grant i just that's just you know no, yeah
1: no i, I definitely I, I mean i love watching lamar jackson i'm not right, afraid either. of that any right. any smart sports fan can admit that they enjoy watching great talents like exactly you know, I hated the Patriots, but I I don't hate Tom Brady. He's a, he's right, great. Like I don't hate the guy. I hated playing against him, but I, I love watching him play when he's not playing against us. Um, and that really I mean that goes for anyone that's great. You know, whether they're on the Raiders or the the Broncos or the Chargers. Um, you know, guys like I, I loved watching Darren Waller play for the Raiders last year. Um, I love watching Von Miller. <laughs> um, so like it that. That's just kind of how it goes, and and my Chargers guy. Now that I mentioned uh, Darren Waller and uh, Von Miller, my Chargers guy is Casey Hayward. Mm. Don't know why. I just love watching that dude play. Um, but anyway, back to my point. Um, nobody touches Mahomes. You know, in in terms of value, uh, it's not close. He's the best quarterback in the league at the age of twenty four, um, and he backed up an MVP season, NFL MVP season. With a Super Bowl MVP season, um, that that's untouchable at at the age of 24. Uh, there's a reason that nobody's ever done that before, um, and so when I say that nobody can touch him in value, is that even when Patrick Mahomes sets the market, if he set the market today and signed a 40 million dollar deal, a guy like Deshaun Watson is not going to come and say, "Hey, I want 40 million dollars," um, and reset the market the way that we've be, we've been seeing in the past. You know, uh, the last guy to do it was Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson is probably, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the league right now um, behind Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, he got his deal. Um, you know, Jared Goff got his deal. Um, and now Dak Prescott wants his deal. He wants to become the highest paid quarterback. But the truth is, is that these guys are, you know, all kind of on the same level at the time of when they're trying to get their deals Right. Jared Goff was coming off a fantastic season when he got his deal. I know everybody still had their questions about him, um, but he was really good uh the year before he got his deal. Um Russell Wilson's also, all obviously been great for a very long time. Uh and then Dak Prescott had almost a four thousand yard passing season last year. He had over thirty passing touchdowns, um, and, and some and some rushing TDs to to go along with that. And they just added CeeDee Lamb, so you know his value or his um statistical production is probably going to go up uh even more than it was last year. So, um Dak Prescott asking to get 35, 36, 37 million on average is is you know somewhat justifiable. You know, you can have your own opinion about Dak Prescott, but you know, last year he had a great season um and he deserves to be paid as the highest quarterback, you know, based on, you know, uh contractual inflation uh in the league. So, I don't know if he's going to get that. I don't know what's going to happen with Dak Prescott. Um, you know, My overall point here is just that Patrick Mahomes is on such a different level that I don't think the next guy that gets paid after Patrick Mahomes, whether that be Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, whoever, uh, says I want to be paid more than Patrick Mahomes.
0: No, I, I completely agree. We all know the best talent at quarterback in the position lies in Kansas City wearing number 15. We all agree that Patrick's on a different level compared to everyone else. Um, I would definitely have him as like a guy that we definitely could see wearing a gold jacket one day for sure because the talent is there, the hard, work ethic, the hard work ethic is there, a leader. Everybody believes in him. Everyone loves him. Um, can do anything you want on the field. Can make any kind of throw, especially even after the injury, was still making crazy throws. The throw that definitely sticks out to me the most was that Tennessee game on the road. I know we didn't get the result we wanted, but that throw he made to McCole Harmon was probably one of the best top five throws I've ever seen in my life, so. Um, a guy we definitely think is going to, cra- like, crazy set the market. We know Deshaun and his DAC agents are going to try to do the exact same thing. So we know that Veach is definitely trying to get that deal done as soon as possible. So um, it's definitely going to be, like we said, we, it's going to be a crazy next 30 days to see what happens and what numbers pop out. And then we'll definitely bring some more thoughts back to you guys. Um, is there any other tip points, topics, anything you guys want to do before we wrap this up? Just, you know, I know we're kind of beating a dead horse here with
2: the contract, but I just – I I get what you're saying, Grant. With you know, had, you know, there's no one like Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, kind of when when Russell signed his, I mean, yeah, there was Mahomes, and yeah, he was 30. He was he's 31 years old, and he still got you know set the market at 35 million a year. So I just I think the argument for whatever reason goes a little bit out the window with contracts like. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is going to take a huge leap, and yes, it's you know almost unfathomable to expect Deshaun Watson to walk in and ask for more if he signs after. But that's just been the trend of contracts. So I wouldn't be surprised. I would be surprised if he was you know a million or so under. But I also it wouldn't shock me if the Texans, especially with Bill O'Brien being the GM there, Bill O'Brien, uh, if they just uh, you know gave it to him kind of. So I guess that's where my kind of last argument about it is like yes, no one's close to Mahomes, but for whatever reason when it comes to contracts and quarterbacks, you know, that goes that doesn't quite always hold as as much value as you think it would.
0: I agree with that point, Chris.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying I Deshaun Watson is if he gets his deal after Mahomes, he's he's definitely an ask for more than Mahomes. Um I don't I'm not questioning that. Um in Bill O'Brien is probably stupid enough to give it to him. Um, but my point is, is that it's going to be a while uh, until somebody, you know, gets that type of deal, in my opinion. Uh, I, I don't know. I could, I could definitely be wrong. Um, but Russell Wilson, you know, he had been a little underpaid, you know, throughout his career. Uh, oh, he's nearing the end of his career. He was still playing at a very, very high level. Um, and so, you know, his deal was justified and, you know, now Dak Prescott is, you know, trying to bump up, you know, jump over him a year later, um, which, you know, you could argue is not justified. I don't think Dak Prescott personally, I know I'm sure there's Cowboy fans that think this, but I don't think Dak Prescott is better than Russell Wilson. I don't even think he's close. Um, you know, but like I said, Dak Prescott did have a very, very good year and he's the next man up a year later. Um I I think that the situation I think the difference for me is you know Russell Wilson to Dak Prescott a year later and you know Patrick Mahomes to Deshaun Watson a year later. Um you know da- Deshaun Watson is a very good quarterback. I just don't foresee him getting 40 million a year if Patrick Mahomes gets 40 million a year. I just don't but you know like I said Bill O'Brien's dumb enough to you know make Deshaun Watson the highest paid quarterback in the league after Patrick Mahomes becomes
0: becomes that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. I, don't, I if, if it was up to me, I, w- I would definitely make Deshaun one of the highest paid guys, making him the highest paid. I don't know if it would be justifiable for the team's sake because you have a lot of other weaknesses on the team. So, giving the quarterback all the money, even though he's absolutely deserving. Like, he's an amazing quarterback in person. Especially his story is, is amazing. Right, right. So, he definitely deserves the money. But, like we said, Pat Mahomes, ceiling – The people he has around him, the weapons, the organization is just so much more laid. The foundation has been laid for Pat to where it's easier for him to have so much more success. So adding that much money to Deshaun's plate or to Dak's plate is just going to add that much more pressure, even though there's already pressure to win in Dallas because of Jerry Jones, the organization, the city. I know, Grant, you could talk about this more than me. I know Texas, they live, breathe, eat football. So the Cowboys are everything. So. The job in itself is has its own pressure. So to get that much money now, people expect you to win Super Bowls, not to just compete for them. So um, I definitely think all three guys are going to get paid. Like we say, it's definitely going to be a crazy next 30 days to see which guy gets the most money. If I had to guess, I would put my two cents in. I would say Pat makes 40. I would say Dak probably – I would think they settled. I think the, the reason Dak's deal is not done, uh, side note, is because of the guarantees. I don't think it's more so about the yearly annual. I think the overall money. But I would think Dak makes anywhere from around 35 to 38, and I would think Deshaun would probably be a tad hair under Pat. That would be my my guess for sure. Yeah,
1: I I definitely agree with, with everything you just said, uh, from the Dak contract to uh, Deshaun Watson being – yeah, Deshaun Watson, he deserves to be higher paid than Dak – um, you know, the timing of his deal is a little interesting. I, I don't think he's gonna get Patrick Mahomes money if Patrick gets his deal first. Um, but I, I believe that the Chiefs uh need to get this done as soon as possible. Uh because you don't wanna be duped by Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien comes out and gives, you know, Deshaun Watson forty two million um annually and you're gonna find yourself giving Mahomes forty five million annually, uh, then you're you're really gonna find yourself, you know, having a problem. So Uh, Chris, you have any final comments?
2: Nope. I mean, we I think we knocked it out
1: for sure, man. All right. Well, uh, CJ, thank you so much for uh, starting the show for us. Um, you know, you guys, you guys listening. Um, I know I know it's tough uh, for some of you. I know everybody has different views. All I all I ask is that everybody you know listens uh, and keeps an open mind through all of this, despite you know whatever you feel in your heart. Uh just keep an open mind, please. Um and please listen to the people that are crying for help. So um, you know, that's all I can really say on it. Um I haven't experienced any of this personally, so you know I can't get too in too in depth on it and you know mislead people or anything. Um like I said, I just ask that y'all keep an open mind, keep an open heart, and you know, just be kind to people. So um anyway, that's it. Chiefs Kingdom, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the aftermath i hope you guys enjoyed the content um everybody have a great night and we'll see you guys next week
0: stay safe people